Tech Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dog Talk. Hello in Radio Land. Can you hear me? Please nod if you can hear me. Is there anybody home? (laughs) Welcome to the best hour of your week, or should I say one of the best hours of your week, right here with me on the Dog Talk Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll stay with you till 8 p.m. We will try to educate you, and we will amuse you. We hope we will. Theater of the mind, as they say with radio. So uh, welcome back to Dog Talk. I've been away for a couple of weeks. So they played past shows, the best of, that sort of thing. But it feels good to be back in the seat. And uh, I'm here with uh, a good friend of mine and also our resident veterinarian of the Dog Talk radio show. We have veterinarian Dr. Aaron Bond with us. He is the owner of the Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland, and he's also the owner of the Heartland Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls, along with his wife, Dr. Nicole Denodden, who is also a veterinarian. They both graduated from the University of Guelph. How much more information do you want? You, you got that intro down. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Always a pleasure to be here. And, of course, you, you guys own Golden Retrievers. you got a couple of Golden Retrievers. Yep. Are the dogs doing good? They're doing okay. They're getting older. Um, 11 and 7 now, so just... Yeah, you know, it, the time flies with dogs. I, I see it all the time with clients, but um, it's hard when it's when it's your own dogs and you're starting to see, oh, you know, they're just getting a little bit slow or, or other things happening. But yeah, they're doing good. That's right. And we've we've said before uh, on the program of past uh, episodes, uh, we asked you about what you feed your dogs because a lot of people text me and they want to know what the doctor feeds his dog. Sure. So just tell the listeners one more time, what, what formula do you give to your dogs? What brand of food do you feed your dogs? Yeah. So, I mean, my older dog, Dexter, he's got food allergies, so he needs to be on a grain-free diet. I'd like to talk about that a little bit later in the show, sure. actually, if you remember. Um, so he's on a Hills DD, it's a prescription, salmon and potato diet. So that does really well for him keeps his allergies under control and then clifford um i feed one of the uh the hills diets that's a uh, oral healthy um healthy advantage is what it's called but does the teeth it does does his coat it looks great so hills is the brand and this is available at your veterinarian's office not all vets will carry it but you carry it don't do you not i do at, at both it, clinics and it's simple for me and that's not, you know there's different foods for different people this one works really well for clifford well you you and i share a lot of the same clients many of my dog obedience training clients attend your veterinary clinics and they are patients of yours and they tell me they, they feed the hills and they're very satisfied with uh, the results of it so it's got to be doing something right yeah i mean it's a good brand and there's there's other good brands too it just really depends on what works for each dog right um, just like certain people, they don't, you know, they can't eat broccoli raw. Some dogs can't eat certain, you know, can't eat hills, but they might eat raw canin or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so many choices out there, that's for sure. There sure is. On today's program, we are going to talk about anxiety in dogs, or we can word it anxiety with dogs, because there's no doubt about it. There's so many people nowadays with anxiety. Anxiety is everywhere. I mean, that, that seems like it's a catchphrase. I mean, I see kids with anxiety now. That's right. Um, and it, yeah, I don't. 
let's get into it. Well, when our digital content producer, Sheena, uh, from 610 AM CKTB, posted uh, a little tidbit about uh, my guest on tonight's show on the 610 CKTB uh, Facebook page that we're going to talk about anxiety with dogs, uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, listeners posted, you're kidding, more or less said, uh, you know, uh, WTF, uh, anxiety in dogs now? Yeah. It was the response from someone who read the post. Um, they couldn't believe that this is a issue with dogs but as an owner of a dog training school and as a trainer myself uh, I have been in the dog training business for 34 years full-time I have seen more anxiety in dogs in the last five to ten years than I ever have yeah and you know what Dave I, I wonder because you know I read a study with kids uh, and they say one of the big reasons why they think there's anxiety with kids and people in general is because of the screen the little box that sits in our phone and everything else. You know, we're spending all this time interacting with with this you know this device, yes. and so we're not learning the social cues to be able to interact with each other. And so people get more anxious that way. You're not having a normal relationship. And I, I wonder sometimes if it's the same thing with dogs. That, you know, because you and I will talk about some of the ways to deal with anxiety, but. People aren't paying attention to their dogs the same way. You know, the dogs, they need to get these cues, and people are sitting there staring at their, at their you know, Bluetooth, whatever the heck it is. Yeah, well, the preoccupation yeah. with the cell phone is causing uh, anxiety in dogs. That's one of the reasons dogs have anxiety, is the owner's preoccupation with the, the cell phone and constantly on the social media, yeah. and the dog is getting ignored. Not in all cases, but this is common, and it's certainly one of the contributors. Um, dogs need a lot of exercise. We, we both know yeah. that. Increase your dog's exercise three times as much as you're currently providing them with. Uh, maybe three walks a day, uh, maybe three times the duration. Yeah. Certainly exercise is going to uh, help with anxiety with both humans, from what I've learned. For sure. And I know that it helps. I know for a fact that it helps with dogs uh, playing fetch with them, because uh, that way they get a chance to run when they're playing fetch. You can use a long line to train the dog to come back to you and have two balls. We call it the two-ball motivational fetch game. Throw the one ball to pick it up. You got another one waiting in your hand, and when they come back, you toss the one that's in your hand, toss it, catch it, toss it, catch it, like throw it up a couple of centimeters off your hand. When he sees the one that's alive, the one that's alive in your hand, he'll drop the dead ball that's not moving that's in his mouth, and then you throw that other ball out. So this repetitive game of fetch on the long line, and uh, you know that will certainly uh, decrease the, the dog's anxiety because there's no doubt about it. Exercise helps dogs. Obedience training Great mental stimulation for dogs. It helps the dogs. Uh, a calm dog is a happy dog. Yeah, for sure. Agility, but first you need your basic obedience training before you can move on to agility training. And that also helps to combat the uh, anxiety in dogs. There's so many more things that we can use, uh, different ideas that we want to bring to you as a listener tonight about how to uh, cope with anxiety in your dog and things you can be doing for your dog. What works for one dog may not necessarily work for another dog, yeah. whether it's a medication or a behavioral treatment. So we will talk anxiety. We'll talk about what's causing anxiety in dogs. We've already mentioned the one. Uh, two, actually, the lack of exercise yeah. can cause anxiety in the dog, and that owner's preoccupation with a cell phone or computer device or something of this such, and just constantly fixated on that, and the dog wants your attention, and that builds anxiety in the dog. So anyway, a lot of things we're going to talk about uh, 
Anyway, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to uh, dive real deep into the anxiety with dogs. But we are going to tease up a little contest we're doing now because we'd love to give away free stuff on the Dog Talk radio show. And I want to uh, offer a $25 gift card to Sunset Grill. Mm. That's what we're putting up as a prize. $25 gift card to Sunset Grill, the one that's on McLeod Road in Niagara Falls, which is right near... I can smell the, I, I can smell <clears throat> the bacon. i got to take a, sw- a swig of this monster glass of water that you poured for me once. <laughs> The Sunset Grill is amazing. $25 gift card to Sunset Grill, McLeod Road. Deb and I share the veggie omelet because the omelets are so huge. And I know you're a fan of Sunset Grill on McLeod Road, Niagara Falls. Question. What was the Otterhound, the breed of dog called Otterhound, bred to do? What was the Otterhound bred to do? Each breed of dog has been bred to do specific things. Okay, so uh, we know that the Doberman would help the uh, tax collector in collecting the unpaid taxes, <laughs> named after Louis Doberman, who was the creator of the Doberman. So, what was the Otterhound bred to do? Call now, 905 688 2582. That's 905 688 2582. Toll free at 1 877 610 2582. What was the Otterhound? Bread to do. Call now. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with more dog talk. I'm Dave the Dog Man. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Town been a long time coming, been a long hard drive. Gonna smoke some, drink. Welcome back to Dog Talk, the only radio talk show in Canada that is completely dedicated to dogs. And sometimes we will talk about cats, but not for that long because Dr. Aaron Bond is allergic to pussy cats. You are allergic to p- how do you go through how do you go through a day at the vet clinic? Being allergic to pussy the cats. Li- the line, David. The line. You're so, on it. Yeah, Suki. Suki, what do you think about that, honestly? <laughs> oh, so man. anyway, our studio cat, Suki, is uh, getting a kick out of that. That yeah. you have an occupation. <laughs> it's, it's tough, actually, Dave. You know, I, sometimes I'll literally be sneezing. Like, some cats, you get dander in your eyes and literally have to flush my eye. It's horrible. Well, I'm allergic to some dog dander. There's certain dog dander. Yeah. Sometimes it's the Great Dane or certain hounds. And I'm telling you, it just make, bothers my eyes. So I have some, uh, uh, like, a Visine allergy drops or mm-hmm. I have another prescription allergy drop. I'll take it only if I have to. Like, if my eyes are itching out of my head, I'll do it. But it's funny. Certain dog dander will, will do that. And I find me. it's usually the shorter, shorter-haired dogs, not, not the long-haired dogs. True. I, I, don't, I don't know much about it, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know the question to the uh, the skill testing question. What was the Otterhound bred to do? But you can't participate, Dr. No. Bond. So it's your chance now to win the $25 gift card to Sunset Grill, McLeod Road, Niagara Falls. It's my favorite breakfast joint in the Niagara region. Uh, they are just amazing at what they do. The food is always great. Love it there. And, of course, the number to call is 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. The Otter. Hound was bred to do what? What was the otter br- hound bred to do? Let's go to Shauna 
in the city of Niagara Falls. Good evening, Shauna. Welcome to Dog Talk. Hi. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Dr. Bond and I are sitting here together reminiscing uh, at commercial break. But anyway, so what's your guess? My guess is to hunt otters. That's right. Put your paws together. Put your paws together. And let's give Shauna the round of applause that she deserves indeed. That's right. Now, was that one pretty easy to figure out? You didn't have to go to your friend Google to look up the answer now, did you? I did not. (laughs) So... <laughs> no one said these questions would be difficult. So that's right. So uh, the otter hound was bred to hunt the otters that were depleting fish in England's rivers. Yep. The tenacity. The tenacity. Eh? Little buggers just, you, tr- just trying to live. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you stay on the line, and our producer's going to take a little bit of information from you. And you're going to uh, discover how to uh, pick up and uh, where to pick up your $25 gift card to Sunset Grill. Thanks for listening, Shauna. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Well, that's good. So it feels good to give away some stuff. We'll do another uh, uh, contest a little bit later, and that one's going to be a $25 gift card to Tim Hortons. Compliments of the very, very, very nice people down at Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy in Niagara Falls. you got to like those people down there giving away $25 Tim Horton gift card. Everyone likes a nice cap or a nice coffee. I only do half the base, though. So I'm trying to yeah. watch that my tummy doesn't yep. get any bigger. So I just get ha- half the base. My one daughter gets, gets it black. Black yeah. iced coffee. Prob- that, that's all I get. Black. Well, that, I believe you. I believe you because you're very fit, and I can't <clears throat> imagine you would have, like, half the base. You'd have it black because it's healthier. And lactose intolerant. Oh, that too, eh? (laughs) So uh, we're talking about anxiety in dogs, and there's a lot of contributing factors that uh, can cause a dog to have anxiety. Uh, I have made a list uh, of a few of them that I want to bring to the table here today on Dog Talk. Uh, And, of course, we're counting on you to bring in your expertise as well. And, you know, Dave, I mean, one of the things I find that people ask me the question most often, and I'd actually throw this to you because you see it as much, if not more, than I but people listening right now are probably wondering, how do I know if my dog has anxiety? Forget the cause. We'll talk about those in a second. But yeah, I mean, what what the signs? Yeah, if you're listening right now, how, how do you know if your dogs have anxiety? What do you see? What do you see from people? Well, what we're seeing is we're seeing dogs that uh, are panting and have uh, an inability to relax, an inability to be able just to relax and lie down. Right. We're seeing dogs that uh, are completely disconnected. Uh, psychologically and visually from what we're trying to show them in training, Mm -hmm. whether it be hand signals or trying to connect with them on a training level. We're seeing them be disconnected and almost distracted. For like sure. they have ADD or something yeah. like this, you know, uh, inability to focus. Uh, we're seeing dogs that uh, have so much anxiety that they are uh, barking excessively, yeah. whining, whimpering or whining excessively. You see, like just destruction of like I see people that come in, their dogs are chewing, 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 like going at nuts at couches, things yes. like that, or digging, you know, excessive digging, things like that. Just all these behaviors. That's right. That that seem repetitive or far more than a normal dog should, right? So That's right. That's usually what I say to people, like, hey, if this doesn't seem like normal or they're 
overdoing something, anxiety is probably our first thing. And if you're seeing these behaviors or signs uh, frequently, then there is a need for concern and need to maybe look at what solutions you could apply to to your dog. Uh, and we're going to talk about some solutions as well on today's program. But like you said, the digging, uh, the barking, the destructive behavior, uh, something called barrier frustration, that's when the dog is in their crate or kennel and they try to uh, bust out of it. Uh, and sometimes they hurt themselves. Yeah, I've seen that. And you have such strong separation anxiety with some dogs that they will self-mutilate and start to chew their uh, paws and chew their legs. Well, first, if that ever happens, you want to go to a veterinarian and you want to rule out, you know, is there anything physical here? Does he yeah. have a skin allergy? Has he got fleas? Is there some sort of issue? But maybe it's psychological. Maybe. Yeah. So you got to rule out the physical first. And uh, I know... Um, Prolonged periods of isolation can be a contributor to anxiety. For sure. I knew one fellow that was a police officer that put his dog in the crate for 12 hours. Never had anybody come and let the dog out. Uh Not here to pick on police officers, but he said to me, is 12 hours too long? For the dog to be in the crate, I said, yes, it is. You, you got to arrange for somebody to let the dog out to the bathroom, walk it around a bit. Mm-hmm. And so the dog would start to uh, suck on its flank and then start biting its feet to the point where it was bleeding. Yeah. Like not just nibbling on his feet. So, you know, prolonged periods of isolation, confinement can really lead to anxiety. There's just so many different uh, things. Um, can I keep rolling with this? Yeah. Before I go any further, actually... Um, It is my belief that the majority, if not the entirety, of anxiety in dogs would derive from environmental cause. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, You know, has this ever been discussed in university when you were studying to become a veterinarian? is genetics, uh, can anxiety derive from genetics yeah, yeah, I mean, to I'm... some extent? Or do you believe, like, I know as a trainer, I would speak for most of the trainers that I associate with, we do believe that it comes from environment. Yeah. And so, I mean, first thing I do when I look at and recommend when we when we talk about anxiety to dog is do a, you know, go to your veterinarian, make sure there's no you know, medical problem. Like yes. you said, you touched on the big ones. Are there fleas? Are there allergies? Is there any sort of pain that you're not you're not identifying? Because these things can just up the level of you know, the threshold for stimulation to you know, over overflow. Oftentimes we don't find them. Back to your question, I mean, environment is huge. I do find you know when people talk about breeds of dogs, I think the one thing besides the look that's most heritable or you know that they that they get on is temperament, that's right? right? And so that's the biggest thing. Um, you've got dogs with certain temperament, and so. Therefore, if you know those dogs with the, you know, the higher drive or, or the they need these jobs to do things like that, the border collie, the busy dogs, yeah. the high energy dogs, people get these dogs, and if they don't make the environment suitable for that dog, they're in trouble, right? If you if you have a border collie, you're not out like hours of exercise, you're in trouble. And if you've got a Jack Russell Terrier, yeah. but you're a couch potato yourself, and you don't want to take that Jack Russell Terrier out for uh, some fetch and for jogging or long walks, you know, he's going to go nuts with yeah. the lack of exercise. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got anxiety that kicks in on a situational basis. When fireworks occur, sure. thunderstorms occur, so we could talk about different remedies that are available. Uh, but as we said before, there is no really one fix that's universal for all the dogs. So there's yeah. a variety of different things we can do. Uh, we're going to take a short break to hear some messages from our sponsors, and then we'll continue uh, diving into the subject of anxiety 
in dogs with veterinarian Dr. Aaron Bond. Right after these words, we'll be back with more dog talk. Around here, there ain't no cops. Did a lot of donuts in pocket lots. This segment brought to you by Maine West Animal Hospital. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. We eat smartest, you eat M&M's. And you think all our money looks pretend. Yeah, we got Brian Adams. Hey, you got Bruce Springsteen. But we can drink in bars when we're just 19. You got Brad Pitt, but we got Keanu Reeves. Welcome back to Dog Talk. We got the best lake fishing, you best believe. Hope you're having a good night with us so far. Tim Hicks, I saw him in concert twice. Enjoyed every second of it. And I know you're a Tim Hicks fan. Yeah, I've never seen him. I've never seen him live. Yeah, puts on a great show. So ask me what I did uh, yesterday. Ask me what I did yesterday. What did you do yesterday? Yesterday, I gave out the awards at the Fort Erie Racetrack for the Wiener Dog Races. Oh, nice. I was a sponsor of the Wiener Dog Races, or my business, Dave, yeah. Mc- Dave McMahon Dog Academy. So I'll plug that in there again. Uh, so they had me giving out the awards to the first, second, third place fastest Wiener Dogs. And I got to tell you, it was a, it was a hoot. I saw that in the paper. You know, thousands of people in the grandstands enjoying the horse races, right? So we got a captive audience there. And right after the horse races, the wiener dogs race. And you know what the motivation is for those wiener dogs to race? No, what? A toy reward. A toy reward provided by their owner. So virtually what they're doing is a recall, Mm -hmm. a direct recall. But some of these dogs didn't actually recall directly to their owner, which brings the funny part of the, the whole race. You know, so everybody's laughing. Some of the wiener dogs kind of end up running to another dog owner who might have a, a, a better squeak toy. Yeah. Anyways, absolute hilarious. This is the second year in a row that they've asked me to uh, be the award presenter and give the trophies uh, so that everyone could have the vanity awards, right? And it went over well. It went over of. really well, yeah. yeah. And uh, Pet Food Outlet uh, was uh, also one of the sponsors. Uh, so um, anyway, the one wiener dog was barking at the microphone. I was trying to ask the wiener dog. I was actually wanting to interview the wiener dog. Right. So when I brought the microphone over to his little mouth and I asked him, do you have anything you want to say to the audience? That's it's hilarious. But anyway, then they're having the Basset Hound races. So everyone should go on the Facebook page for the Fort Erie Racetrack to find out when all these dog races are. So the Basset Hound races will be coming up in September. They're going to trip over their ears. I'll be sponsoring that event as well. And you know Basset Hounds, when they're oh, yeah. eating, you know, when they're eating, all their food is sticking to their ears because they're tripping on their ears mm-hmm. and the ears are in the food bowl. But it's hilarious. So cute. As puppies, that's probably one of the cutest puppies, Basset Hound puppies. You know what I have in common with the wiener dogs? <laughs> I have I have short legs as well. You know I mean? But anyway, uh, yeah, so we're talking about anxiety in dogs. And there's all kinds of things that can cause, be contributing factors to anxiety in dogs. Um, First of all, if you allow your children 
to torment Mm -hmm. or tease the dog. This can cause stress and anxiety in your dog. Uh, A dog should not be a pincushion for your child. Uh, In other words, the dog should not have to uh, endure uh, the kid climbing all over his back and sitting on his back like like he's some sort of a horse or something. So true. Uh, We need to respect dogs, and and that's what's important. Uh, we We should teach kids not to pull dogs' tails or pull their ears or tease them when the dogs are eating. Uh, All of this leads to uh, anxiety in the dogs, for sure. And as far as separation anxiety goes, the owners inadvertently make their dogs have separation anxiety in most cases. Uh, one particular client of mine, she uh, she basically was taking the dog into the bathroom with her. If she had to go, uh, you know, to the bathroom, uh, whether it be for a shower or whatever she's doing in the bathroom, <laughs> so the puppy would come into the bathroom with her. Uh, and whether the lady was on the toilet or in the shower, the dog was uh, brought into the bathroom with a couple of chew toys, and the door would be shut. And basically, the lady was including the dog in every single little ritual. Yeah. When the woman was uh, eating her breakfast. She would be having one hand uh, eating, and her other hand would be stroking the dog simultaneously as she was eating. So she was causing what I call an overattachment. Mm-hmm. Inadvertently, she was creating this overattachment by constantly involving the dog in everything. She wouldn't even leave the dog alone, uh, unless, of course, it had a babysitter, uh, somebody to dog sit. And then the dog would just, you know, uh, stay at the door and whine and cry and look out the window and wait for the lady to come home. So instead of bringing this 10 or 12 week old puppy into the bathroom with her, I told her you should put the puppy in his crate when you're taking a shower. Yeah. Or if you have to go, you know, into the bathroom and give him a couple chew toys so he can learn a little bit of independence. Yeah. And the crate will teach a little bit of independence. The so you do- key with kids and dogs, right? They got to have some alone time. They got to have some alone time. But the <laughs> lady thought she was doing everything right by constantly supervising her her dog, but she wasn't giving the dog any time in, mm. in the crate, and the crate is kind of like a crib to a baby. We yeah. kind of use that analogy there. I mean, right? People love the attention. They love the attention this, this animal just doting on them, but then they want it to stop suddenly, but you, you can't do that if you're, do, and if you're not practicing that, basically, right? Exactly. And of course, often people nowadays, they take the dog to the doggy daycare, and the dog gets to run loose with other dogs, run amok, and uh, other dogs will be uh, picking on your dog, mm-hmm. uh, even if there is supervision there at this facility. And as the other dogs are jumping on your dog's head and perhaps humping your dog and, and biting and nibbling on your dog, this is causing anxiety in your dog. And uh, it does a real number on the dog's psyche. Yeah. As sometimes it's reversible and sometimes it's not. It just takes one bad experience. I mean, you see, I see dogs sometimes that are attacked. And after that, you know, they're a different dog. You know, they don't they don't like people near their head or the face and you know the bite. So dog behavior is my forte and we specialize in dog behavior and resolving behavior problems at my dog academy. Uh, currently we're treating a lot of dogs that have separation anxiety as well as dog aggression. Yeah. Well, uh, aggression is a form of anxiety when a dog becomes leash reactive. Uh, So the owner takes the dog for a walk and he loses his his mind and starts to bark, growl and lunge at every Tom, Dick and Harry's dog that is walking toward him, you know, and he starts freaking out. Uh, When I sat down with one client and I said, well, you know, let's get to the root of this. Turns out that her dog was badly attacked at a dog park. Mm. And ever since that one day that her dog was attacked at the dog park, 
boom, the dog yeah. became dog aggressive. And now when she walks her dog, he's got this anxiety and dog aggression. He anticipates conflict with the oncoming dogs as they're walking toward him, even though those oncoming dogs are not barking or growling at him. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I don't recommend dog parks is it can really damage your dog's psyche. And when you go to a dog park, you're really playing Russian roulette. Yeah, you are. You, you, know, and you don't know how bad another dog is going to grab your dog or, or pin your dog down, dominate your dog. And like I said, this, this is really bad for your dog's psyche. Uh, are there any other uh, things that you can so, think of that would cause the anxiety? And then maybe we could look at some of the treatments yeah. or options that are available to either reduce that anxiety or eliminate it entirely. Well, you know, I mean, I think one of the big things that, that don't help as puppies is that people don't, you know, when they're, you know, they're, 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 they're we call neuroplasticity, or their behaviors are very shapeable in that young age. Yes. They don't make it varied enough they get too used to I mean, routine is good for dogs but sometimes they you know the dog only goes in the house so they're not socialized or they're not you know ex- exposed to enough experiences send you know stimuli and things like that i, I find this i'm kind of asking you i mean what do you suggest for puppies i mean loud noises all this other stuff i tend to see the dogs are just you know on the lap in the house they never go anywhere and then as adults they have the most problems versus the dogs that are basically bomb proof of the dogs that have been out not not going to dog parks, but they've been out. They've been walking. They've been exposed to you know, the world in yes. that in that very you know yes. critical phase. Yes, you. I believe that you your dog is an empty slate. I believe the dog is like clay. You can mold the dog. You have more power to influence the outcome of the dog's temperament and personality and disposition than you actually know. So I'm a firm believer of environmental socialization. Take the dog out of the house and. Get the dog on Clifton Hill. Take the dog to downtown areas. Mm. Take the dog where there's tourists. Uh, at a young age. At a young age. Yeah. And continuously keep up with this environmental socialization. Socializing the dog to different types of environments. From uh, sports games, ball games outside where you can bring your dog uh, to the beach. To, uh, like I said, Clifton Hill where there's a lot of different tourists. Uh, try and get as many different people as possible to pet your dog outside of the uh, consistent social circle of friends that would frequent your home. Try and expand your dog's social circle to different people yeah. um, so that the dog does not become a fear biter. A fear biter is a dog that's going to nip someone that they're unsure of. Why are they unsure of the person? Often the dog only knows, uh, you know, four or five people that he sees uh, on a regular basis. So we need to to make sure we give uh, treats to different people, put them in the palm of their hand and have your dog sit. And then you can say, okay, and let uh, your dog take a yeah. treat out of people's hands. And that will help decrease your dog's suspicion or uh, nervousness around people. But you, you've got to be proactive. You've got to bring treats for other people you to give, to, right? You yeah, ha- exactly. Yeah, it's your responsibility. It is. Yeah. And and many people today seem to think uh, that their dog is socialized because they go to the dog park. Well, that's only one type of socialization, mm-hmm. and that was the most risky type of socialization sure. is when dogs are running loose and they have sharp teeth and a fight can break out real quick. So uh, socializing your dog to different people is more important. Socializing your dog to different environment, different terrain. Yep. We should be walking the dog in the dark and in the daylight. We should be uh, exposing the dog to different surfaces. You know, all this stuff is so important. You don't want a homebody dog. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't want that. You want a dog that you get out and about, and I'm so glad you brought this up. Yeah.
So glad you brought it up. So there's some different treatments that we can uh, talk about sure. that would be available for uh, for you to uh, to research and to consider, especially if your dog has mild anxiety. We can talk about that. To real extreme anxiety, we could talk about some of the uh, uh, the medications that are available. So we are going to do another contest. Yahoo! Free stuff, more free stuff. It's your chance to win the $25 gift card to Tim Hortons. Compliments of Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy in Niagara Falls. Question, where did the breed of dog Skipperkey originate? In what country did the breed of dog Skipperkey originate? A That's a good one. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah. Call now, 905-688-2582. That's 905-688-2582. In what country did the breed of dog Skipper Key originate. Come on, call now. 905-688-2582 and you'll win the $25 gift card to Tim Hortons. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with more dog talk in just a moment. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. Call 905-688-2582. 1-877-610-CKTB and pound 610. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. Did you miss us? <laughs> we had to take a beer break. Can you blame us? No. We took a water break. We didn't take a beer break. I'm just joking with you. Just pulling your leash. Your chance now to win the $25 gift card to the Tim Hortons. Compliments of Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. Where did the breed of dog Skipper Key originate? In what country did the breed of dog Skipper Key originate? That's the better way to put it. So we'll go to Jerry calling from Niagara on the Lake. Hi, Jerry. It's Dave McMahon. Welcome to Dog Talk. It's actually Gary, but anyway. Gary. Sorry, Gary. My apologies. I was only no looking at the monitor, so I'll blame our producer. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, Belgium. You got it. Put your put your paws together. Woo. For Gary. Not Jerry. Gary. That's How did right. you know that? Did you have to go to your go to your phone and ignore your dog? No. Did no, you ignore I, your dog I, while you went on the I, phone? I know my dog. Come on. <laughs> you got it, buddy. You got it. The skipper key. You know, some people have never even heard of that breed. I don't think I've seen I, one. I kind of looked at him before. Did you, Doctor yeah, Bond? Doctor Bond says he's never even maybe, had one. Maybe one. I, I think back, but it's probably about ten years ago. Well, congratulations, and stay on the line because we're going to explain how you're going to get your twenty-five dollar Tim Horton gift card. Compliments of Dave McMahon Dog Training. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care. Good night, Jerry. I mean Gary. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Okay, so you have a dog that's in a car. He's uh, got car sickness. That's a form of anxiety. Sure. Motion sickness is a form of anxiety. Yeah. Perhaps he vomits in the car. Perhaps he shivers and shakes or he drools a lot. And you know, Dave, everyone thinks it's a medical condition. It's not. And the way to fix car sickness, I mean, I have medication for it. 
But you want a real solution? It's got to be through behavioral training. Systematic desensitization. Exactly. Exactly. Systematic desensitization means that you will take the dog in the car every single day. Short rides, 5-10 minutes, and then increase the time, increase the duration, increase the distance. Frequency is important Mm. in behavior modification. Give the dog some treats, bring him into the car, and and constantly expose him to the stimuli of the motion of the vehicle. And over time, he will be acclimatized to the stimuli of the car. Sure. Don't just take him once or twice uh, a week. You've got to do it every day, and uh, we can desensitize him to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, aside from the systematic desensitization to make a dog a little bit more comfortable uh, in the car, uh, what else can we provide to the dog? What can we give our dog if we're doing that and we're just not seeing the results come as quick as we can? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, I like to start with the nutraceuticals first. You know, when I say nutraceuticals, it's not the pharmaceutical prescription medications. Um, a lot of the best ones are sold to veterinarians, but some of the common ones that you can try are things like Rescue Remedy. Um, I've seen, you know, some luck with, you know, thunder shirts sometimes can help things a little bit. Um, there's these new type of chews, uh, Zyclean chews. Um, they're made by, a, a, you know, a company. There's a Therabytes. Yeah. Now, the Therabytes, I have a lot of clients of mine that give their dogs the Therabytes. Yep. Or Therabits, as they call them, but I believe that you said it right, Therabytes. Uh, and that will, they'll give the dog a Therabyte uh, before class. Yep. And it just helps him relax a bit while he's training with all the other dogs and commotion. Yes. You know? And so you're a firm believer of, I, of the I, Therabytes? I like, I like the Therabytes. Like I said, the Zyclean chews... Uh, um, it's a, it's a milk protein isolate of some sort, but it's actually had some you know s- you know for behavioral studies some actual studies that have shown some improvement with dogs. So those, those are nice. You know I, the other thing I really like, Dave, is the the uh, DAP collars, the dog appeasement pheromone collars. Yes, sometimes those can work as well. So that's that's a pheromone that's actually um, isolated from uh, you know the bitch's mammary glands because you know puppies are born. They're blind, they're deaf, and so the way they find the the, the nipple is to it's through, it's through scent. And so they've actually isolated that that pheromone, and it helps you know helps them find and latch on. But it also in their you know reptile brain when they're older helps appease them a little bit to a certain degree. But it can help. And you believe that this will help with mild anxiety? It, it can, and I think all the important thing is all these are different tools in the chest on their own. I never find that they're enough. That they have to be used in conjunction with some sort of behavioral modification program. Yes, and lots and lots of exercise. Increase yes. your dog's exercise, as we've said, that will help to combat the anxiety. Uh, there's some clients of mine who are using the the uh, the DAP collar. Yeah, and these. Uh, solutions that Dr. Bond is talking about right now can be purchased through your veterinarian. Yeah. They're not available in the pet store. Now, the Rescue Remedy uh, comes in a spray, comes in a tonic, and a lot of health food stores that uh, people go to, you know, uh, they carry the sure. Rescue Remedies. You can go online to find out the dosage uh, for how much to give to your cat or your dog. I knew a lady that was giving Rescue Remedy to her macaw bird. Yeah. Uh, because the macaw bird would get quite stressed out, uh, get filled with anxiety when a thunderstorm occurred. Mm. So she'd give the the macaw bird some drops of the rescue remedy, and it would just mellow its poop right out, mellow its attitude right out. For sure. And then, of course, there's some dogs with the anxiety, and you've seen it, Dave, um, where they're just so high 
that you need to get things down enough so you, you could, they can even respond to training and, and be open to that. And that's where the you know, the pharmaceuticals come in. So things like fluoxetine, which is Prozac. Can you repeat that again? So fluoxetine is one. Um, there's uh, clomipramine, which is Clomacom. The Clomacom, um, uh, that's an older one. That yeah. one's been around for a while. Yeah. A lot of my clients uh, that I've dealt with in the last 34 years have used Clomacom, uh, and they've used it on, on a temporary basis, yeah. just like as a transition. Just to get them down enough so that they'll... You know, just to drop that level enough so you can work with them. They can't learn if they're filled with anxiety. Yeah. They can't relax and just be uh, enjoying themselves if they're just too filled with the anxiety. Right. I deal with a lot of rescue groups, and we have a lot of dogs that come in from rescues. And uh, sometimes they uh, they will put them on the Clomacom uh, through the vet's recommendation, and they'll be on it for maybe four or five months, and then they wean them off mm-hmm. of it. So it doesn't have to be a long-term thing. No, exactly. And often it's those dogs in transition from environment environment where they don't have a safe environment, uh, once they get that repetitiveness, then they're okay. Is there anything else that comes to mind that we can use I mean, those, those are the, as those... an additive? I mean, do we want to call these additives or we, we don't want to reach out and call them drugs, do we? No, I mean, they, they are additives. They're supplements they can help out. Supplements. Some, you know, some people use melatonin a little bit to help with some dogs. Some people are using the CBD, yep, CBD. treats, but yep. your view on the CBD treats for anxiety is? Yeah, I mean, right now, my official view is that we don't have any information, but, you know, my personal view, just listening anecdotally from people people is is that it's not that great i mean i have just so many people tell me it didn't work for anxiety is that it does um and same thing with with inflammation and pain some people swear by it some people say it didn't some swear at it and some swear by it yeah it's it's a little hit and miss right now so yeah and university of guelph has not given the green light for veterinarians to prescribe uh cannabis in any way shape or form at this time correct that's correct because there's no approved products or dosages or anything so you need more testing trials yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so uh, you you see a lot of anxiety in the clinic with the dogs coming in. A ton, a ton, a ton, and you know, in the clinic environment, we're always trying to you know decrease that anxiety. Lots of treats, a lot of positive reinforcement. You know, um, you know, getting dogs in rooms so they're not you know they're having these interactions with other dogs. But it's a huge issue, and I I think everyone's dog at some point um, has some form of it. So it's good to recognize and be able to learn about some of the things you can do. But like I, th- I think you touched on, Dave, that if you're listening. You can do a lot to prevent this at a very early stage if you're getting a puppy to really broaden their horizons and desensitize them to a lot of these environmental stimuli. I tell people when they get their pup at eight weeks old, take that puppy everywhere. Yeah. Try and get 50 different people to pet that dog each week if they can, 50 people yeah. a day if they can. Hey. How would you do that? Easy. Go to the Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. Our friends down at the Bass Pro Shop, they're a dog-friendly store. The staff loves the dogs. Tell them Dave the Dog Man sent you. Uh, go there, and uh, the staff will pet your dogs. The shoppers will pet your dogs. And that will help create a well-balanced, happy, socialized dog by socializing them to different people. For sure. For sure. How can the listeners reach you, Dr. Bond? You know what? Best way to see us is online, uh, mainwestvet.com or niagarafallsanimalhospital.com. Congratulations to our contest winners, and thanks for tuning in to Dog Talk. If you ever miss an episode, all of our shows are podcasted. You can uh, go to the 610cktb.com website and check it out, and uh, we'll talk to you next Monday night. Have a good one. See you later, everybody. This segment brought to you by Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital.